Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM. The Superstation, we're broadcasting live from Virginia International Raceway uh, today, and the skies are beginning to clear, and I think we might have some good uh, dry racing here uh, this afternoon as I get back to the track in my little Lola S2000 uh, race car. Uh, one of the great tracks in the country. We're joined by one of the great race riders in the country, Stephen Cole Smith, uh, who knows this track pretty well. Steve, have you seen uh, seen some interesting races here at VIR over the years? Yeah, I've had some great laps there, and I've seen some good races there. That's one of the most historic tracks in the country, and it's been restored to where it's just a gorgeous, uh, just a real jewel, a real gem in the in the motorsports world. So uh, I envy you. I, I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah, it's always a, a nice place to come. The people here in Southern Virginia are uh, are so welcoming, and and the track, as you say, it's a historic track. But one of the things I like about VIR is that unlike uh, Watkins Glen or Road Atlanta, which are also older tracks, very high speed, but are also uh, very tight tracks, uh, guardrail. Uh, concrete walls very close to the track, or is uh, here at Virginia International, uh, you got a lot of runoff room. And so if you make a mistake, it's not necessarily a disaster the way it would be at a place like Road Atlanta. That's true. But there, you can get in trouble at VAR, though, as you well know. That's main straightaway with a little kink in it. If you, uh, if That's not a good place for your brakes to fail at the end of that thing. <laughs> no, certainly not. Especially uh, here, here in rainy conditions, yeah, you get off on the grass and it's just like uh, ice. Well, Steve, uh, you uh, you continue to write uh, great stuff. I urge everyone to go to Haggerty and and uh, find Steve Stephen Cole Smith's uh, writing on the uh, auto industry and and uh, a lot of a lot of new tracks uh, around this country, both public and private. You were just visiting. A new Porsche facility in Atlanta. Where, what's Porsche up to down there? Yeah, Porsche has had a uh, welcome center, sort of a, almost a, 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 an entry-level point for people interested in a Porsche located on the property of the Atlanta airport on a corner of it. And they had a really nice little racetrack there, and they've doubled the size of it. It's two and a half miles, and it can work, uh, it can work uh, independently of the other track. So uh, anybody that wants to make a uh, an appointment, you can have an experience there for as little as $450. Uh, you can take laps around the track. Or you can have uh, drivers drive you around it, everything from a Taycan to 
9-11 uh, to a Cayenne, just about anything that Porsche makes is available. They've also got a neat thing called the Ice Mountain, which is a, uh, a enormous hill that has the equivalent of 400 grit sandpaper at the bottom, meaning they got plenty of traction, and it's something like 3,000 grit at the top, which is just ice. So you you climb it from the bottom up, and then you go down it, and it's amazing how it shows off the uh, ability of four-wheel drive and mid-engine and rear engine, what they can do, what they can't do. Uh, and they've also got a brand-new skid pad that's just opened that a uh, wet skid pad that you can basically uh, uh, drift all the way around if you're good enough, which I am not. But it's a lot of fun to try out. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fascinating facility because, uh, you know, you think of Porsche as being a very elite uh, manufacturer, uh, only uh, accessible by a few, which is certainly true of the price of their automobiles, a, a 911 these days, I think, uh, Starts for right around six figures, uh, but it, but the facility, this facility is actually pretty accessible uh, to the public. If you want to go test drive a Porsche, as you say, the en- entry fee is as low as four hundred and fifty dollars. What, what what's the uh, what, what's Porsche thinking there? You think? I think they're trying to get people in to a Porsche. Um, you know, they certainly want to sell cars and. Uh, I think the track pays for itself with the level of rentals that they do when people come in and want to drive something. And I think they sell a lot of cars. I, I mentioned to uh, my instructor that if every dealer had one of those ice mountains at the dealership, uh, nobody would walk away without a four-wheel drive. Uh, watching those things march up the, the slickest surface you can imagine, um, it's it's really an interesting thing that they have in Atlanta. They have another one in Los Angeles. Uh, I think they may have another one or two planned, but they seem to be working out really well, and this new Atlanta facility is really a, a, a gem. Yeah, it really is. It's a beautiful place. Uh, I believe uh, the Avengers have actually shot uh, a movie scene or two there using that building as the uh, – as the uh, headquarters uh, backdrop for their movies. It's a, it's a spectacular facility. It has great racetrack uh, and off-roading on it, as, as Steve says. And then you can uh, jump into a Porsche, which I think is the, really the elite sports car in the world, and actually feel uh, these things on a, in a racetrack environment. It's a, it's, a, it's a neat place to go. And it's as easy as booking a ticket to uh, the Atlanta airport because the test facility is right there. Um, Steve, I also wanted to talk to you about another one of the great racetracks uh, in the United States, a long way away from Virginia International here, and that's Circuit of the Americas, um, which is uh, was sort of debuted as a Formula One track in this country, but now is attracting NASCAR, which is fascinating. Um, uh, uh, tell us about that. Why is NASCAR suddenly uh, interested in going to a place like a uh, road course like Circuit of the Americas? Well, NASCAR has been well represented with uh, Texas International Speedway or as a Texas Motor Speedway uh, um, up near Fort Worth, but that's an oval, and they thought maybe that with the increase in interest in 
uh, road courses. There's six on the schedule, if you can imagine that, Henry. There were just two just a few years ago, um, and they thought Coda would be a good addition, and so far it has been. The race last weekend, uh, if you wanted action, there was plenty of that there. The new composite bodies on the race cars mean that you can play bumper car. I think Tony, I think uh, uh, Joey Logano said it's almost like having Ronald go-karts so you can beat on each other. And uh, it was a good win for Tyler Reddick. He basically ran away from the field. And when you've got Kyle Busch on your trail, that's, uh, that's a pretty good thing. But there was some activity after the race that I missed. Daniel Suarez was not happy with the way that he was driven by, uh, I believe it was Alex Bowman and Ross Chastain and, and uh, got penalized for hitting them in the pits afterwards, I believe. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that there aren't uh, some tempers flaring after a race like that. There's so much uh, contact uh, on, on in any NASCAR race, but, man, seeing uh, that 30-car field going to turn one at Surrey Americas is just wild, and uh, and rarely do they get through there intact. Uh, Steve, I thought one of the more interesting interviews uh, after that race uh, was with uh, Jordan Taylor, who uh, uh, races with Corvette. We were talking to, to Doug Behan earlier in the show about Corvette racing. Uh, one of their drivers, Jordan Taylor, was in a NASCAR uh, racing around Coda, qualified fourth, and then just had a horrible time in the race. And in the interview afterward, he said, you know, I don't think I've had that much contact in a car in my entire career. <laughs> well, I've seen Jordan. Day uh, lives down here in Central Florida, and I've seen him on a car track, and I would disagree that uh, he can get pretty physical on a car track from some of the people that have raced against him. But, yeah, he just uh, – I, I think it's it's such a major – uh, change when you've got a car that weighs over 3,000 pounds compared to a little more than half of that with uh, the kind of cars that Jordan drives normally uh, with a lot better brakes and uh, just more stability going into the corners because you saw him block those brakes up a couple of times and and just kind of worked his way to the back. But he obviously can drive because that fourth-place qualification shows how quick he can get around there. But getting around the track by yourself and getting around there in the middle of 36 other cars are two different things. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of racing. And then, uh, again, one of the, the cool things about uh, this road racing is it attracts different types of drivers, different types of skills. Uh, Jordan Taylor, obviously a, an expert road racer coming out of IMSA and Corvette, also attracted uh, Jensen Button, a former, a former uh, top Formula One driver. Uh, he was out there. Why? Why was Jordan? Uh, why was Jensen Button running around in NASCAR? Well, Jensen is running in the uh, Garage 56 uh, Camaro at Le Mans, and I think he wanted to get a feel for what that kind of car felt like. And he had a very quiet day, and out of him and Kimi Raikkonen, the other Formula One champion in the race, and Connor Daly from IndyCar, uh, Jensen Button finished higher than any of those guys did just by keeping his nose clean. So when he goes to Le Mans and drives that Camaro over there for Hendrick Motorsports, he's got a kind of a baseline to uh, help tune the car up. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating story, and I, and I believe um, uh, that race team is not – it's an all-star crew, the three drivers racing that uh, so-called Garage 56 uh, car, which is a class of one. 
at Le Mans in June, but it, uh, the, the idea is that it showcases a different kind of car or a different type of sport. Uh, I believe the three drivers are Jensen Button, Jordan Taylor, and uh, Jimmy Johnson, who was also uh, in the race at uh, Circuit of the Americas on Sunday. What, what, is, what does that do for NASCAR to have uh, that kind of entry at a 24-hour race? I think it's going to help a lot. And, and by the way, Jordan Taylor is the race coach. It's my, Mike Rockefeller is driving the car. And uh, Jordan wow. Taylor laughs when you said he's the coach, but that's what they're calling him. I think it's uh, it's something Jim France, the owner of NASCAR, wanted to try. Originally, it was going to be a hybrid, but they decided that the hybrid put too much weight on the nose of the car. So it's basically just something to go out and have fun with and introduce NASCAR to a whole different group of people. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, like you said, it's a class of one they can't lose. And I think they're going to put on a pretty good show. Yeah, it's uh, really something to look forward to. A lot, lot to look forward to at Le Mans uh, coming later this year. We're going to be talking to Steve a lot about that as that uh, as that race approaches. Uh, Steve, appreciate your joining us today, and uh, have a great weekend. Good luck on the track, Henry. Yeah, appreciate that. And uh, speaking of the track, it's, yeah, speaking of the track, it's time for me to get back uh, to racing here at Virginia. International Raceway. I've got a session coming up, so I am going to um, get suited up. And uh, I'm going to leave you with two uh, great segments here to wind up the show today. Uh, we're going to hear from Jörg Bergmeister and Patrick Long, two legends of Porsche racing, in the next segment talking about their career uh, at Porsche. Both of them have recently retired uh, but are still very much involved in course of development with that company. And then in our last segment, we'll move to uh, production uh, vehicles, a very different kind of production vehicle than a uh, Porsche, and that is the new Hummer SUV, uh, which is, of course, an electric vehicle. We're going to sit down with Aaron Fowl, who is the chief engineer for that vehicle. I tested it uh, for the first time just last week. So lots coming your way. Uh, here in the second hour of Car Radio, we're going to take a break. And uh, on the other side, you'll hear it all. You're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. Nine ten a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. And we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38.
The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh foods. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at d.c.a.l.h.o.u.n. at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 910, the Superstation, Detroit's only African American talk radio. This is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation out in Palm Springs, California, uh, having a good day at the office. He built a, a group of leaders and a group of... T- All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation out in Palm Springs, California, uh, having a good day at the office, uh, testing the... Uh, all-new Porsche 911 GT3 RS, but the real treat here is uh, that the pro drivers with the program are Patrick Long and Jörg Bergmeister, and uh, for, for a long-time Porsche owner, racer like me, one of the cool things about being part of the Porsche community is we, we have enormous respect for the pro drivers. Uh, uh, Porsche has been racing forever. They've been running factory drivers. Uh, uh, I grew up with 1960s Porsches. Uh, Redmond Siffert were legendary. Uh, 
moved to the 70s. Haywood Gregg, or legendary. Uh, Stuck Bell uh, drove the mid-engine uh, uh, cars in the 80s. And, and uh, Bergmeister and Long, I think, are going to be long remembered as the great team uh, that raced Porsches for the last two decades in, in GT racing. Very successful pair. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you guys have won uh, all the big races, Daytona, Le Mans, uh, Sebring, Petit Le Mans, uh, together. Incredible, an incredible record and incredible longevity uh, together. So it's just neat uh, to have you guys here and uh, to talk about uh, your history in Porsches. And, and you're going to start with you. Uh, you grew up in Germany. You're, you're a German. Uh, Patrick's a uh, Californian. And, and, uh, and, and you talk to racers. They aspire to be F1 racers or they aspire to be IndyCar racers. But in Germany, is being a Porsche driver an aspiration? Is that uh, uh, something that you really look forward to, to doing? Well, first off, thanks for the flowers. Uh, I'm <laughs> blushing a little bit now. Um, yeah, definitely. Becoming a factory driver um, was a dream come true for me. I'm fairly tall, so the Formula way um, was not possible with 194 or 6'4 in height. So um, I went through the ranks in, in Carrera Cup and Super Cup, won both championships, and then became a factory driver. And yeah, as I said, it's a dream come true. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and, and Patrick, uh, for you, growing up in, as a as a, as an American driver, uh, did 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 Porsche have that aura as well for you that that was the factory team? It was a little different. I mean, I grew up in sort of the short tracks and, and dirt oval racing, and I watched anything that was on ESPN. You know, Speed World came on, and whatever it was, if it was swamp buggy racing, monster trucks, or GTP. And in the 80s, I would sit as a five- or a six-year-old and watch these guys go around the streets of San Antonio or Detroit um, and racing in these awesome prototypes. So I knew who Price Cobb was. I knew who Davy Jones was. And it was only in the early 2000s that I really started to understand the Daytona 24, um, the Sebring 12-hour. But I lived in Le Mans in 1999, and I was introduced to the 24-hour of Le Mans firsthand. And right then and there, especially in that era, I knew how legitimate sports car racing was. And then fast forward a few years when I had an opportunity to test for Porsche, and I was really in that single-seater state of mind as a young up-and-coming driver. And I started asking some of my mentors and, and people who had made a living in racing, Danny Sullivan, Bobby Rahal, etc., what do you think about an opportunity with Porsche? And they said, you know what, these guys are are loyal. They've always raced and won. Um, it's it's not single seaters, but it, it might be a better move for your career. And I think in retrospect, they were right. Yeah, and, and uh, I own a Porsche 906. Uh, I've, I've raced it for years, and and we all know in that community who raced our cars. Uh, my 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 car was raced by Jochen Nierpesch and by Rolf Stommelen, and uh, and and Jurg, I'm I'm very encouraged uh, when I met you this weekend that you're six feet four inches tall. I'm six five. I mean, I can barely get into uh, this 906. I have to have a bubble in the top and a and a <laughs> and a bubble in the in the uh, in the floor just to 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 race the thing, but uh, um, as you and, and Patrick have have uh, uh, become legends in the Porsche community, I mean, do you find that, that people come up to you and say, uh, you raced my car, and, and I mean, there's that identity from uh, from Porsche fans? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually really looking forward to Rensport reunion in end of September uh, as I get to drive my 2001 Cup car again. That 
just got restored so um, coming back together with the old car is always something special and really looking forward to it so yeah it's fun yeah. and, and uh, Patrick one of the neat things about uh, you the first race I ever saw was uh, Donahue and Fulmer going at it in mid-Ohio in Porsche 9730s and that was Penske and Porsche hooking up for the first time and you, you've had the opportunity to race uh, for both those racing legends on the same team yeah, I look back uh, with fond memories of racing for Penske. Uh, Roger was uh, his team and him as a, a leader were heroes of mine as a kid waking up on Memorial Day weekend with my dad and watching the Indy 500 and the drivers walk down Gasoline Alley. So guys like Rick Mears, uh, Al Sr., uh, again, Danny Sullivan, that was a, a real legendary experience. And so uh, when I got the phone call uh, at the end of 2005 from Bob Carlson, who was the head of PR at PCNA in Atlanta, and he told me, uh, that I had a chance to drive for Penske in the RS Spider. I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing, and I just thought to myself, this is almost too good to be true. I had only been in endurance racing for two years at that point. Um, just getting my feet wet in, in endurance racing in a GT car, and all of a sudden I was going to be in the top-level prototype uh, racing for the factory and for Roger, fighting against the Audi R10s of, of the day that were just so iconic and so dominant. And little did I know that I would spend three years inside that organization in different capacities. And the one thing I can say about the Penske organization is even today over a decade on from the last time I've competed for them, I'm still on a first name basis with all of the upper management there. I just spent some time with them uh, at Daytona during the race and um, Roger holds on to his key leaders and it's such a family, although it's so serious and it's such a, a business-like mindset, everything is perfect in that team, but the human side of it is really, really family-oriented and it's just a great, that's what a driver wants. They want a personable team with human beings, but when it comes to the equipment and it comes to the preparation second to none. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and yeah, you talk to folks uh, we, we see regularly the young drivers now coming into uh, Detroit with the Penske team, uh, Joseph Newgarden, uh, McLaughlin, these guys, and they have that same respect, and, and uh, you know, that's, I, I imagine it's there for Porsche as well, Jurg. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have family reunions uh, with these Porsche drivers, but uh, that seems like a very special uh, organization. I, I I want to uh, I want to talk about uh, two races um, it, because the first time that I was aware of you uh, was in 2007 and this uh, extraordinary ending of the Sebring 12 hour uh, in which you went uh, hammer and tong with a Ferrari uh, came up at the short end of the stick uh, and and Patrick was not your teammate uh, for that race I think uh, you finished second I think your, your team was fourth yeah. in that race but uh, give, give me the straight skinny on what happened there on the last lap? Well, it um, was a long way coming, pretty much. Um, we were catching the Ferrari as they were running out of brakes, so I was quite a bit quicker. Um, played it fair from my side and never touched him. Went by, uh, by him on the last straight, so one turn to go, and unfortunately he didn't return the favor and uh, hit me quite hard in the back um, and then was side-to-side side side contact again with the outside wall there. I had to lift, otherwise uh, the car would have been total and me probably as well. Um, so finished close second. Um, 
pretty frustrating once you got by and then get beaten again. Um, yeah, but that's racing, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's tremendous racing. I mean, it's one of the great uh, races at Sebring. And then Patrick, uh, th th the next great race, two years later, uh, another last lap uh, Bergmeister uh, uh, tussle, and you got and you were on the pit wall for this one. So, so tell me about the 2009 Laguna Seca finish with uh, Bergmeister Magnussen in the uh, Corvette. Yeah, well, if you haven't looked these races up on YouTube, um, get the popcorn out because it will make your heart race. You only need to invest about uh, 120 seconds of your life, and you will see some of the most dynamic and hardcore racing. And um, Jörg won't admit to it. Maybe he will tonight, but I believe that 2007 and 2009 or 10 uh, were interconnected. I mean, once someone gets the shaft and dirty racing uh, happens, you never forget, um, and you decide that it's enough about being a gentleman and you have to keep your elbows up and I think that day uh, Jan Magnussen was driving a little overzealous and maybe uh, a, a bit a bit beyond uh, what I would think is is fair racing and so um, I don't think Jörg was going to stand for it twice in a few years and he gave Jan back what Jan was dishing out and even Jan would tell you that today so uh, that was the start of just an absolute uh, fierce rivalry uh, between Corvette as they came back from GT1 into GT2 and joined um, the race that Reezy and, and Flying Lizard and some other teams, Ray Hall BMW, were really, it was a heyday of GT racing in IMSA at that time. And, of course, the ending was a little bit more explosive than anybody wanted. Um, but what a, what a memory and just an absolute amazing era racing for Flying Lizard, racing with Jörg. Uh, we had done a couple seasons together at a, a team previous to Flying Lizard, but uh, once we kind of came together uh, after the Penske program ended, I was able to join uh, Jurg in the 45 car and just a, a, a very, very influential team in branding in bringing the community of race fans together and putting a good product on the road and we won championship after championship and race after race and Seth Nyman, the founder, he built a, a group of leaders and a group of technical people. Porsche was of course really really uh, supportive of the program and it was just a perfect storm of success and we always had a good time racing but uh, man, it was, it was competitive those days. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, 
And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 910, the Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. My curiosity running wild. Playing the radio with no particular place to go. Great stuff. All right, so uh, uh, final question to the business at hand. Uh, we're driving this extraordinary uh, GT3 RS out here, the, 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 the top of the uh, normally aspirated Porsche tree. Uh, you're, you've been devel- in development with this car for a long time, just set a lap record uh, at, um, at uh, Nürburgring. But to go back to this Corvette-Porsche rivalry, the uh, Corvette Z06 just, just set the fastest uh, time for a normally aspirated car uh, at the lightning lap at Car and Driver, which is sort of the Nürburgring standard over in this country. So, so uh, tell me why the RS is going to come in this year and uh, and set a new lap record at lightning lap. Well, I could say because I was part of the development, but that's not really true. Um, no, the car itself is just amazing. The amount of downfall it, is, it has is, is ridiculous for a road car. Um, I mean, just looking at it, you think it's a, it's a proper race car, and the performance on the track is beyond anything that I have ever imagined. Um, the cornering speeds, for instance, on the Nürburgring Nordschleife in the high-speed corners, it's quicker than a Porsche Cup car, which is a proper race car, and I think that speaks for itself. No, that's, that's extraordinary numbers. Patrick, you've uh, driven every 911 there is in the last uh, couple decades. This seems like a step. I mean, the, the, the downforce numbers we're talking about with this, with this car, nearly 2,000 pounds of downforce, is, uh, is, is, a, is, a, race, is a race car. 
Yeah, it's on equivalent with uh, the Le Mans spec current GT cars, uh, the way we run at Le Mans in downforce numbers. Uh, it's three times the downforce of the GT3, the regular going GT3, and twice the downforce of its predecessor, the 991 GT3. So um, this isn't a little bump in percentages. Uh, it's a game changer. Um, Andreas Preninger and his team, including Jurg, have worked so hard on this car. And um, lightning lap, Nürburgring, uh, dirt oval, you name it, uh, this car is going to take it to the C7. No, it's uh, Z06, Z06 C8. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Z06 to uh, hang on to that record. But uh, great to see that rivalry. Uh, great to see uh, you, you two together again. And, and when are you guys going to Rensport together? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get more long and Bergmeister uh, um, uh, chances to, uh, to see you guys together again? Yeah, definitely. I mean, really looking forward to Rensport. Uh, it's about time that it's happening again. So hopefully a lot of people come out and enjoy the the weekend there. Yeah. And that's Laguna Seca, which is your backyard. Yeah, final week of September, uh, four days of everything Porsche from vintage and the earliest of, you know, late 40s, um, 356 variants all the way up to modern day and some releases of some special cars, uh, modern going road cars, uh, race cars, everything in between. It's uh, a festival. It's something for all walks, uh, whether you're a Porsche file or not. And uh, Laguna Seca is a great backdrop for um, an a sporting event of any type, but especially a racing event. Yeah, it'd be great to see you guys there. Thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation, out in Napa Valley. And I'm joined by Aaron Fowl, who's the lead development engineer for Hummer. And, uh, and, and uh, Aaron, last time... I saw you. We were in Phoenix uh, testing the new Hummer uh, EV pickup, and now we've got a Hummer EV, uh, EV SUV. It's pretty pretty exciting to see this uh, uh, next generation car. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the next uh, truck coming off the battery electric truck platform, um, uh, a continuation of the Hummer story, uh, but in an SUV format. So um, a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of off road um, capability and problems us there uh i would say that from an off-road standpoint specifically uh a little bit more capable than the pickup uh we we did reduce the wheelbase about nine inches which is significant um improving your uh brake over angle and likewise on the back end um rearward of the rear axles if you will uh the uh, because we don't have a bed right we were able to really shrink that overhang so your departure angle is significantly better um giving you some that combined with the approach some pretty incredible off-road numbers um and then of course uh the interior giving you dry storage right upwards of 82 cubic feet um very usable storage too um, in addition to the e-trunk. Uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of fun um, bringing this new one uh, to, to the uh, masses and looking forward to all the feedback we get here. And, and uh, you know, GMC, you guys know uh, trucks, you know SUVs, you know how people use their vehicles. So as, as you guys look at the market uh, for this, uh, you, you find that people do tend to take the SUVs off-road more than the pickup. The pickup is more of a utility vehicle. Yeah, we've, we've seen both, certainly. Um, you know, as far as a um, 
uh, ordering uh, of the vehicles. We see slightly more um, pickups than we do SUVs. Um, and we've actually had quite a bit of feedback that there's intention to off-road those pretty regularly. So um, whether it's a pickup or an SUV, you're, you're going to be in a good position um, if you do want to take them off-road. If you don't, you know that they're capable. Um, but, yeah, absolutely from you know over 100 years ago we've been we've been making trucks and suvs and and uh what we wanted to do was uh demonstrate uh what an ev could be um show you all the off-road and on-road capability in the tech and then oh yeah it's an ev as well right that kind of thing yeah yeah i i, I had a uh, pickup uh this fall and you know went took it over to all my buddies homes and crab walked and, and had, had a lot of fun with the with the, the toys but as you say i mean you're 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 equipping this car to be fully off capable uh off-road um you know talk about that a little bit in, in context of the trucks you guys have developed you you've developed this on a very robust uh frame but um but it's a frame with a battery uh laid into it uh as opposed to a ladder frame with a a, a v8 up front say in a, in a pickup truck uh this is this has a much lower center of gravity but also a lot more weight so so how does this vehicle uh, match up say with a sierra ladder frame truck uh, weighing i don't know six thousand pounds as opposed to this nine thousand pound truck how do they match up off road yeah so um you know the, the where we're quite a bit different is uh, when you start looking at some of those off-road numbers right uh, that approach departure ground clearance when we have extract mode it's there we have cheat code after cheat code in this vehicle right so between the rear steer um extract mode uh the um, torque vectoring between three motors. Um, you add all those up, and it's it's almost not fair necessarily. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, you can see it. You know, when you're when you're on the trail with us, right? It's um, it's bouncing all over the place, um, but it's going to motor through. Now we certainly have very capable vehicles throughout the portfolio, right? Um, it's just going to be a little bit of a, a different experience. Um, the The main goal here was to kind of have it be seamless, right? Take advantages of um, the what a propulsion, what an Ultium system brings us um, in the off-road space and, of course, on-road as well. Um, but otherwise, make it feel like a, a truck that you're used to, right? We still have hard switch gear. Um, we still, um, you know, have... Uh, you know, a shifter on the console. You know, it, it feels like a truck, um, but it is just simply uh, an EV. Yeah. Do you, do you encourage people who use it off road to be brutal with it, just the way they would be uh, with the, with a Sierra with an a, an AT4? That's that's how we designed it. That's how we developed it, and that's how we validated it. So, uh, absolutely, if if someone is willing to, um, by all means. Yeah. How about the weight issue? Is that an issue for off roaders? Do you, do you do you caution people be a little more careful in certain situations? So so we did develop the vehicle with the mass uh, known up front right and so when you do that you have the ability to um, work around um, that mass right uh, being very low in the vehicle uh, that low center of gravity that actually does um, take care of quite a bit of the dynamic challenges you would otherwise have with a heavy vehicle when off-road um, but again um, you know our tires for example 
Um, we developed those tires in conjunction with this vehicle, and we knew from day one what that mass was, right? So um, when you're looking at balancing all the things that a tire has to do, um, off-road capability with our mass, that was certainly one of them, right, as was acceleration and stopping. So, um, yeah, it certainly was a fun challenge for us, but um, I think you will you would see um, there's less cases off-road where that mass uh, penalizes you um, than what I think a, a typical person would, would consider. Yeah, yeah, and we, we were off-road with it today uh, up here in Napa, some pretty pretty uh, tough conditions. It's been raining a lot up here. Uh, one of the things that's really cool, and you notice it immediately uh, when you're outside the truck, is when you're in, in uh, all-terrain mode, uh, you, 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 uh, uh, the, the, you get to rear-wheel steer, so the maneuverability of the truck uh, off-road is instantly appears better than uh, you know, a typical typical full-size truck yeah yeah and in that mode specifically we actually steer the rears slightly faster than the fronts so that really does kind of give you a weird feeling especially if you're in the back seat um, but what it really does cool on the on the trail is just a small steering input from the front really helps you pivot around something um, and and when you are uh, you know when uh, for example out in Moab there's a lot of um, tight uh, trails right and, and winding up and down as your switchbacks up and down the, the mountain face um, being able to just small steering inputs as you're going through and I have to three-point turn everything is uh, is really fun it's really cool yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so so as you, you approach this vehicle obviously it's 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 an SUV you see that from the rear hatch as opposed to the pickup truck uh, what other what other changes uh, did you make uh, to this vehicle you, you mentioned the wheelbase uh, you've gone to a smaller battery talk about some of the changes you had to make as you made this an SUV yeah we did we did make it a smaller um, battery because we reduced that uh, wheelbase um, but we're still giving you 300 miles of range um, or more potentially um, <clears throat> we mentioned uh, the interior dry space if you will uh, when you open that swing gate um, it actually opens past uh, 90 degrees so that you can truly fit something that's 48 inches wide through into the back oh. Um, at the same time, we still have the e-trunk where you can put all four of your roof panels in. Uh, and these panels are these panels are dark, I think. They are. Or is, that, or is that an option? It's an option now. Yep. Yeah. So these are opaque. You can get opaque or uh, the translucent, um, and uh, uh, the translucents are an option. Um, and then uh, additionally, we offer now uh, what we call offboard power. So we've put in a 19.2 kilowatt charger so we can AC charge faster um, but now we also have the ability to um, charge other vehicles or use the vehicle's energy as a source for whatever you want to plug in you know three kilowatts that uh, in that respect and then six kilowatts for charging other vehicles so that if I my Tesla runs out of power is it effectively if you hook it up to this truck it'd be like a 240 uh, volt charger uh, so in the uh, vehicle to vehicle it is going to be a 240 uh, and then the um, uh, offboard power to load or to you know whatever you want to plug in attention do you owe back taxes fines and penalties to the irs the irs now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by covid19 but you can't go it alone 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5.
and in that mode specifically, we actually steer the rears slightly faster than the fronts. So that really does kind of give you a weird feeling, especially if you're in the back seat. Um, but what it really does cool on the on the trail is just a small steering input from the front really helps you pivot around something. Um, and and when you are, uh, you know, when, uh, for example, out in Moab, there's a lot of um, tight uh, trails, right? And and winding up and down as your switchbacks up and down the, the mountain face. Um, being able to just small steering inputs as you're going through and not have to three-point turn everything is uh, is really fun. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so so as you you approach this vehicle, obviously it's 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 an SUV. You, you see that from the rear hatch as opposed to the pickup truck. Uh, what other what other changes uh, did you make uh, to this vehicle? You, you mentioned the wheelbase. Uh, you've gone to a smaller battery. Talk about some of the changes you had to make as you made this an SUV. Yeah, we did. We did make it a smaller um, battery because we reduced that uh, wheelbase, um, but we're still giving you 300 miles of range um, or more potentially. Um, <clears throat> we mentioned uh, the interior dry space, if you will, uh, when you open that swing gate. Um, it actually opens past uh, 90 degrees so that you can truly fit something that's 48 inches wide through into the back. Um, At the same time, we still have the e-trunk where you can put all four of your roof panels in. uh, These panels are are dark, I think. They are. Or is that that an option? It's an option now. Yep. Yeah, so these are opaque. You can get opaque or uh, the translucent, um, and uh, uh, the translucents are an option. and then uh, additionally, we offer now uh, what we call offboard power. So we've put in a 19.2 kilowatt charger so we can AC charge faster. Um, but now we also have the ability to uh, charge other vehicles or use the vehicle's energy as a source for whatever you want to plug in. You know, three kilowatts that uh, in that respect and then six kilowatts for charging other vehicles. So that, that if I, my Tesla runs out of power, is it, uh, effectively if you hook it up to this truck, it would be like a 240? Uh, volt charger? Uh, so in the uh, vehicle to vehicle, it is going to be a 240. Wow. Uh, and then the um, uh, offboard power to load or to, you know, whatever you want to plug in is going to be 110. Yeah. So that's uh, if you're off road, that's a that's a pretty useful thing. If you encounter an electric car, uh, for example, the side of the road, you know, a lot a lot of people you know worry about cold weather and people uh, running out of uh, charge. You could literally drive up to somebody and and recharge them on the side of the road. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And six kilowatts isn't bad when you're uh, when you're stuck on the side of the road. You'll take yeah. whatever you can get, right? Yeah. And that'll that'll be coming to the pickup as well. Yes. Um, so, so the uh, so then uh, beyond the obvious uh, physical and the wheelbase, then everything uh, forward of the rear doors is the same as the pickup. Essentially, yeah. the The second row seat is a little bit different because of the fold flat nature of the seat backs, but otherwise, the seat pillar forward is identical. Yeah. I, I was we were driving up here from San Francisco uh, today, and it was kind of fun to get back into an old friend um, and do Watch to Freedom, and you know, ha- have have some fun. Any any new toys in that regard? There's so many toys on this truck. Any new toys, Easter eggs uh, that came into the SUV? Um, actually, not not a whole lot. Um, there's uh, you know, still of course the the Watch to Freedom and the Extract and the Crab Walk, but but no, we. We, 
uh, we threw everything uh, at that first model year, right? That was a that was a kitchen sink model year. So we're continuing that story, um, and we of course have the ability to over the air update. Um, so you know, stay tuned. But yeah, for the SUV uh, right now, uh, not a whole lot more yet in the Easter egg space. And a last question for you: the when we when we met last year about the Hummer, uh, the only thing available at that time was the first edition. You guys launched with the first edition. Similar to the SUV, or can people uh, get right into the lower trims for the Hummer SUV? Uh, so now for 24 in the SUV, um, we are first offering edition one, but where we differ now is you can get that with an on-road version, so the 22-inch tire or 22-inch wheel, still a 35-inch tire, um, but an on-road um, trim level, or you can option up to that off-road package as well. So you get, in that case, all the skid plates, underbody cameras, locking differentials, uh, and the half shafts, etc. Yeah. Well, uh, Aaron, uh, thanks for joining us as always. Aaron Fowl, lead development engineer, and uh, great to see Hummer Part 2, the SUV, out here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming out. car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Praise the Lord, friends. This is yours truly, Dr. Robbie Warren with Robbie Warren Ministries. Now, many of you have seen me on the Word Network. I've been on there for the last 20 plus years. Miracles do follow me. Well, I am in the great city of Detroit, Michigan, at the Unity Temple Church, located 17376 Wyoming. For more information, you can call 1313 2-3700. That's 313-862-3700. The location is 7,376 Wyoming. This coming Sunday, Palm Sunday, I'm expecting God to heal the lame, heal those that need hearing, repair, heal those that are having problems walking. I'm going to be with my brother, my friend, Pastor Steven Staten, this coming Sunday, 11 o'clock. See you there.
My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.